And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I'm just going to say, hey, you did it. You made it to the end of the year. Now, for some of you, you're relieved, man, because it was a tough year for you financially. It was a tough year for you emotionally. But some of you, you didn't have a tough year. Some of you had probably one of the most productive years that you've ever had. So why am I bringing up this concept of the rearview mirror and the concept that you're at the end of the year? So this is the time when you need to take a step back and you need to reassess what you have done for the year, take a look at your successes and keep them. Take a look at your failures and figure out what you need to do to remedy those failures so you don't repeat those failures in the future. I'm getting at the fact that now's a good time for you to sit down and do some forward-thinking planning. Some of you, well, you're just rolling the dice and you're going to do the year as the year comes and everybody else is somewhere in between. All right. Let's take a step back because this is a week where you probably have the week off. Now, I know some of you are still gainfully employed. You're still working this week. But this, this week between Christmas and New Year's is a week that a lot of Americans tend to have the time off. So you're taking this time to sit back. You, you might be pretending what it would feel like if you were retired, except you're probably still getting phone calls and texts from, from the workplace, right? What I'm getting at is you need to take a look at your life. Because statistically, nine out of 10 Americans, when they reach the age of 67, will not be qualified to retire. Now, here's what we know at Lifestyles Unlimited, and I'll throw some statistics out at you. 1% of that, of all Americans that make it to that age of 67, that age set by the government as the retirement age in our country, they retire wealthy. They exist. As a matter of fact, they were probably wealthy long before they reached that age of 67. Now, 4%, when they reach the age of 67, they retire with enough passive income from various investments that they have made that that passive income meets or exceeds their income that they were working for in their previous life before they reached the age of retirement. So at Lifestyles Unlimited, we, we think those people are doing really well. That's what we call the rich in our country. So that leaves us with 95%, right? So how does that 95% break down? 3% have to work until they die. 63% of Americans that reach the age of 67 who are reliant upon friends, family, charity, or the government to help them make it through the rest of their life. Yeah, 63%. Now I'm going to hit you with a stat that's very morbid because it represents 29% of the population. 29% of the population passes away before they reach the age of 67. You didn't know that, did you? You thought everybody in America lived to the age of 67 or beyond. And it's not true. It's absolutely not true. Those people in that 29%, 
they never reach retirement unless they're a part of the original 1% or the 4% that create the passive income. 29% pass away. They never get to experience retirement. They never get to experience the joy of retiring correctly. They never even get to experience retiring marginally. They just never get there. They're gone from the face of the earth. I want you to understand that there is a way to financial freedom that you're currently not exploring. What am I getting at? Why don't we take a look at your current situation, shall we? I mean, you know exactly what your current situation is. I, I, I probably don't know what's going on in your life. I'll be honest with you. I, I absolutely have no idea what's going on in your life. But I know from those statistics that I'm not going to share with you, I've got a framework for what you're doing to try and create financial freedom in your life. Okay, so check this out. We all want to get to a place of peace, love, joy, health, wealth, and happiness. And that place I call financial freedom. I think you would call that place financial freedom too. But when you look at your current situation, are you in a place of financial freedom? So it would be helpful if I define what financial freedom is, right? Financial freedom is being a part of that, either that 1% that are just stinking wealthy or the 4% that have enough income in the form of passive income that it meets or exceeds their expenses of living. And as a result of that, they, they don't have to work anymore. They have income coming into their households. You know, I over the last year, since we're talking about the last year, over the last year, I have interviewed no less than 50 different people on this radio show. And you want to note the one thing they all had in common? They all had a financial problem. They did. They had a financial problem that they were trying to resolve. So what was the financial problem? The financial problem was the same problem that you have, that you're relying on a job for income. You're trading time for money. As you trade time for money, all you're doing is burning up all your time. Now you're getting some money, but what do you do with that money? You spend it, right? Now, okay, okay, now, in fairness, some of you, some of you have those retirement accounts, do you not? You maybe have the 401k, or maybe you've got the IRA, or maybe you've got one of those school things for your kids, right? Or maybe you've got a teacher's retirement plan thing, right? And I notice I didn't use the word pension because those things are pretty much dead. These these financial instruments that you have were designed to alter well, they weren't really designed to replace the pension. It was just a side effect of of what happened back in like nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty. Yeah, that's 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 why you're on the financial path that you're on right now. That's why you don't have a pension, because those have been pretty much eliminated from the workforce. Even the United States military, that was, you know, the one place where you could go to work and you could earn a pension after working 20 years. Even the United States military has kicked the pension to the curb. And the reason they've done it is because it's very expensive to the employer. Yes, the United States military is technically an employer, and they have to pay the expenses associated with those pensions. So when they figured out the TSP, which is just another retirement plan out there, TSP stands for the Thrift Savings Plan. It's just the military's version of a 401k. Let's, let's, let's be honest. That's all it is. Once they came up with that, they eliminated a huge payroll burden for the United States military. Because all of a sudden, when that thing went into effect, 
the, the requirement for the military to keep putting money into a pension fund went away. Yeah, it went away. They went to this matching fund thing, this matching thing, right? And, and once they put that money in, it's done. It's finished. They, they basically calculated as a part of your wages that, that you receive. Now, you don't receive it in your checkbook because it goes into that TSP, right? But once they've paid it, they're done. There are no more future payments due on that particular payment as opposed to a pension. So what does your current situation look like? Have you ever played the game of life? It's, it's an actual board game. It's, it's been around for years. It was around when I was a kid. I think it was around before I was a kid. It's still around today. I know, I know that my kids played it, and, and they're in their 20s right now. So I'm, I'm thinking you've, you've played the game of life. So what is the game of life? Well, you, you basically start with a car, right? And you start with a peg in the car that represents you. And there's, there's room for more pegs, right? So the idea is you, you go through the board game, and as you progress through the board game, certain things of life happen to you, like you might get married. If you get married, you put another peg in that little car. And then you may go through the, the board game some more, and you may, you may create a baby. So you put another peg in the car. So as you progress through the board game, your family might get bigger. You also go through the, the benefits and the sufferings with regards to being employed because everything in that game has to do with you having a paycheck. Everything in that game has to do with you dealing with expenses. Everything in that game represents the game of life. That's probably why they called it the game of life. And if you don't have a copy of the game of life, go get one. Go, it's a fun game to play, and it might teach you something you don't know. But here's the point I want to make. Your retirement plan probably has you putting maybe some money away in a savings account, or maybe it has you putting some money away in an IRA, or maybe it has you putting some money away in a 401k, or maybe you think your house, the house that you live in, is, is a retirement asset. It's not, but you might think it is. Or maybe you've got money directly in the stock market. Or maybe you've got money in gold. Or maybe you've got money in silver. Or maybe you've got money just sitting around in cash in a drawer somewhere or under a mattress. Okay? And all of these things you think are leading you to a place of retirement. And here's the problem. They're not. They're not. Statistically, in today's America, it, at the end of this current year, you know what has happened? People have been disappointed. They've been disappointed because people have tried to retire. They built up all of these things that they thought were going to help them in retirement. And then when they finally retire, they realize that they're not as beneficial as they thought would, they would be. Maybe that 401k doesn't have enough money in it for you to live off of. So you look at your house and you go, well, I've got equity in my house. Maybe I'll take a loan out and I'll live off of that. So what does that do? That erodes your equity, now gets you money in your pocket, but if you live off of that money that goes into your pocket, what happens? That money eventually goes away, but your debt increased because you put an additional loan on your property. And what about those stocks? I mean, take a look at what the stock market did this year. Take a look at what it did the previous year. Have you gained anything in the stock market over time? Or are you just churning and churning, and churning in the stock market. What about that cash that you have? That cash that's sitting under your mattress. What's it doing? It's not earning anything. It's actually going down in value. 
Because when you look at what inflation has been doing, that money has been eroded. The value of those dollars has diminished. What I'm getting at is that dollar bill a year ago would buy you a certain amount of stuff. And today it buys you a fraction of a certain amount of stuff. It's a bad, bad, bad equation. We come back from the break. I'm going to hit you with some solutions. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Dell Wamsley's Real Estate Investing Worst Case Scenario. Let's say the Democrats took away all tax deductions away from real estate like Ronald Reagan did in 1986. In 1986, we had stock market crash, a real estate value crash. The world came to an end for three months. Why? Because he took the value away from owning real estate for people who used it as a tax break. People like myself who got started at 87 go, you know, you can really buy this stuff cheap right now. In fact, I can buy it so cheap, I can rent it and make a 20% return. Cap rates were 20%. I buy a building and I made 20% of my money without leverage. If I put leverage on it, I made 30 or 40% return. Ungodly returns. Right now, you can earn less than 1% on a savings account. So do you think I hope that happens again? Yes, I do. In 2008, when the world crashed and cratered, I bought real estate 50 cents on the dollar. I said, well, what happened to the stuff you already owned? I kept it. It stayed full. We rented it. We made money. Don't let the fear of losing money hold you back from making money. Join us for the next live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, happy end of the year. We're working on your financial freedom. Okay, so as we were going to break, I promised you some solutions. And of course, this is a real estate investor education show. So what am I going to give you for solutions? Well, I'm going to give you real estate, of course, because real estate is the only asset class out there that pays you five different ways, technically six ways if you're doing multifamily, but I'm not going to get into the multifamily space. I'm just going to talk about one little single family house. One single family house can create a solution for you, but you don't know how to create the solution for yourself. That's why you need Lifestyles Unlimited. I was in your same boat. I was. Now, if you don't know my backstory, I'll just, let me just give you a little bit of the backstory. In 2014, I retired from the United States Army. It wasn't necessarily my choice. It was the Army's choice. It wasn't like I was pushed out, but I was kind of pushed out. I'd, I'd hit my, my years of service, and even though I was selected for promotion, which would have allowed me to stick around a little bit longer, um, the Army decided they weren't going to promote me for whatever reason. It's not that I did anything wrong. There were just no, no positions to promote me into. So I wound up in the collective group of potential retirees. So I retired from the United States military in 2014. So in 2014, I find myself in Fort Living Room. Okay, now I earned that pension, that pension I was kind of commenting to you about earlier in the show. I earn a pension from the United States military. But here's the thing about the pension. It only pays me one third of what I used to earn when I was serving on active duty. Yeah, I went from making X amount of dollars to one third of X amount of dollars. So why is that a big problem? I mean, after all, I don't have the burden of having to go to work and be in the military anymore. Well, the problem is 
like most Americans, probably just like you, my expenses were commensurate with what my income was. I was pretty much spending everything that I made. So when I retired and tried to live off of one third of what I used to make, man, there was a giant sucking sound in my checking account because all those expenditures, all those expenses, they were still there. They didn't go away just because I retired from the military. My creditors could care less. Well, they did care a little bit because they wanted to get paid. And I was concerned about my credit rating. I had excellent credit. I did not want my credit to be damaged. So what did I do? I did what most military retirees do. I did what I was trained to do as I was transitioning out of the military. I looked for a job. See, that's part of the transition training you receive in the military when it's time for you to separate. They teach you how to put a resume together. They teach you how to go out and buy a, a coat and tie so you can look presentable in, a, in, a, in an interview. Yeah, they teach you how to go out and get that job. But here was the problem. The job that I wanted, that job, well, in my mind's eye, that job needed to pay me at least what I made when I was serving on active duty. Because I felt I was commensurate with that level of competence. I felt that I was commensurate with that level of sophistication, if you will. But here was the problem. To get into a corporation or a non-corporate job or, or any workforce, they didn't want me. Now, why didn't they want me? Because they had people within their organization or people with industry-specific skill sets, which I didn't have, that qualified better than I. So resume after resume after resume after application after application after application, I wasn't getting any traction. So what did I do? How did I survive? Well, I finally, I finally found a job. I finally found a job. And check this out. I found it 10 months after I retired. So those of you that are paying attention, you're probably wondering, how did you survive, dude? You, you already said you were trying to live off of one third. Did you implode your credit? Are, are you bankrupt? No, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I had been following a guy by the name of Dave Ramsey. You've probably heard of him. Dave Ramsey taught me some, some basic financial information, and I did what Dave Ramsey taught me to do. One of the things that he taught me to do was try to eliminate all debt that I had. So I didn't have any consumer debt at all. None. I had, I had no consumer debt on credit cards. Anything I charged on a credit card, I paid off. The credit card companies would, would call me a deadbeat. I don't care what they call me. That's just the way I do business. So I, I wasn't paying interest or anything on my credit cards. I owned four different vehicles, one for each driver in my house, and I owned the title to each of those vehicles. So how did I survive those 10 months? Well, I took title number one down to my bank. And I said, Mr. Banker, what I have here is a beautiful blah, 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 blah. And the banker didn't care. All the banker cared about was what's the value of the asset. Now, he called it an asset. Technically, it's an asset, but it's an asset that goes down in value. It's a depreciating asset. So that's what I'm getting at with vehicles is that it wasn't worth what I paid for it brand new because it was used. The value had gone down, but there was still value in the vehicle. So I went to the banker. I said, here's my title. They said, it's worth X. I said, okay, can I take out a loan for X? And they said, yes, you can take out a loan for X. So I put a loan on 
that vehicle and I took the cash and I used that cash to bolster my household, to pay off all those other debts that were starting to pile up. And when that money ran out, guess what I did? I took title number two down to the bank, took money out, wash, rinse, repeat until I ran out of vehicles. After vehicle number four, after I had put debt on four vehicles that I had no debt on, I still had not found a job and I was getting very, very concerned. And in my wallet, guess what I had? I had those pieces of plastic that I paid off every month because I didn't want to pay those high credit card interest rates. And they all had a cash advance component to them. And I was about ready to take a cash advance out on the first credit card. And I was finally offered a job. Now that job, it didn't pay me what I thought I was worth. No, it paid me about, I would say about one third of what I was trying to compete for. But it paid me what I needed in order to stop the financial bleeding in my household. So all I had to do was work for 20 years, get that second pension. I could couple it with the first pension I was already living off of. And then at the age of 70, I could, I could grab or I could request my maximum Social Security benefits. Here's the rest of the story. 2017, I find Lifestyles Unlimited. 2019, I'm retired. I retired, and this time it stuck. So I have been retired since 2019. If I sell a single-family house, I sell it based on the fact that it has more than doubled the amount of money that I have put into it. That is my personal investing strategy. And when I sell that asset, it produces enough in the way of capital gains that I can buy two assets to replace the one asset. It increases my cash flow. That's one of the things that real estate does when you do it correctly. So this particular asset that came into my inbox, it's in Houston, Texas. This asset that came in has an after repair value. In other words, when it's all fixed up, it's worth $198,000. But this thing is a dog. It's, it's in bad shape. And it's going to take some money to fix it up. It's going to take about $49,000 to fix it up. It's going to take another $10,000 in closing and holding costs. So it's going to take about $59,000 to fix this thing up. As a Lifestyles Unlimited member, I'll be able to buy this thing for $95,500, and I don't need $59,000 to fix it up. I don't need the $59,000 because I was taught to approach real estate in a completely different way. How much do I need? Less than $25,000 because I take advantage of something called a hard money loan. And a hard money loan allows me to go into an asset and borrow 70% of the after repair value. I can use that to purchase the property and what's left over goes towards repairs. And then if I run out of that hard money asset, then the difference is what I put in. I'm going to capture $43,500 worth of equity in addition to the $24,500 that I'm putting into the asset. Where can you take $25,000 and literally instantaneously almost triple it in as far as an equity position in a, in a property? I'm not worried about the equity. Remember, I said you probably have an income problem. Well, the asset provides a stream of income also. It's available to produce about $200 a month in cash flow. My, my number actually came out to $201. I think $200 can be 
substantial, even though you may not think it's substantial. I think it's substantial. And here's why. When you annualize that $200, that works out to be $2,400 of additional income that you receive. Think about it. When's the last time your boss gave you a raise of $2,000 a year? And, and you don't need your boss's permission to go out and buy one of these things. You don't. You might need your spouse's permission, but get them on board and they'll understand it too. So on the cash on cash, when we consider we're putting a little over $24,000 into this property, about $24,500, and we're making $201 per month in cash flow, our cash on cash return is 10%. What if you put the money into a savings account? How much would you make in today's market? It's, it's less than 10%, isn't it? And it doesn't pay you five different ways. Real estate pays you five different ways. And I've only described two of them to you. The equity position, almost tripling your money in equity by buying the asset and fixing it up and then renting it to somebody that's looking for a really nice place to live. And it provides you a cash flow component. And that cash flow component is protected because you fixed everything that could go wrong with that property in the next five to seven years. So you're not going to have to worry about people calling you with maintenance requests. So that that stabilizes that $200 a month that comes into your household. And that $200 a month that comes into your household, it's protected by the depreciation that the IRS requires us as real estate investors to take on the property. What am I getting at? Well, I'm going to have a depreciation write-off on this asset based on its $198,000 value minus the land cost for the asset. So I'm going to get almost $5,800 in depreciation write-offs, but I'm only earning $2,400. No problem. I can use that additional $3,300 in depreciation to write off against anything else. The IRS allows me to do it. See, these are the tax advantages of being a real estate investor, not a real estate flipper, but a real estate investor. This is the solution folks, because when you think about it, one asset, one asset can make a remarkable difference in your life. What happens if you get to five? It's not that hard to do. What happens if you decide to look at that 401k and you look at the amount of money in there and you realize that 401k, it's not paying you anything every month. It's not paying you a dime. It just sits there. It kind of grows, sort of grows. Reason it grows because you're always injecting money into it. Yeah, yeah. It's a savings account. It's a glorified savings account. What if you had a million dollars in that thing? And let's say you decided to cash it in. I know that sounds foreign to many of you, but let's say you decide to cash that thing in. And let's say you paid $200,000 in taxes and another $100,000 in penalties. Let's say you had $700,000 remaining. How many properties can you buy at $25,000 each? Yeah, 28 properties. Now, if you take 28 properties and you multiply it by $200 a month, Think about it. You're making $5,600 a month in income. $5,600 a month in income. And here's the thing. They're also going up in value. 
You've also captured equity in those assets. Remember, I told you, just because you're putting 25000 into it doesn't mean that's all the equity you get. In this particular deal, you're almost tripling that amount of money. So imagine what you do when you hold them for a year and a day and you sell them and then you replace one with two. Now you've doubled all of your money. You've turned $5,600 into what? 11000 bucks a month? Can you live off of $11,000 per month, especially when that $11,000 is protected by the depreciation? You probably can. There's your solution. If you want to do what I'm doing, you want to do what the 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited are doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for that free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.